Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 36 of the Money Love Podcast, where this week we are continuing our series on women and money. In case you are tuning into this episode and you haven't listened to the last two weeks, let me just spend a little bit of time bringing you up to speed. So we are in the middle of a series right now on the podcast talking all about women and money. And we're deep diving into topics that I feel women specifically are struggling with compared to our male counterparts and how we can work to overcome them so that ultimately we can all make more money and reach our full financial potential. The mantra for my business, my brand's driving motto is that when more women have more money, the world becomes a more beautiful place. And so I wanted just to dedicate a couple weeks on the podcast to talking about things that I see every day in my clients that are holding you guys back. So if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 34 which is titled Women and Money. And then last week, we talked about comparison and what it's costing you. So last week's episode was called Comparison Cost. That's episode 35. You guys have been loving that episode. I actually went on my Instagram last week and I polled you guys and 90% of you, 9 out of 10 of you said that you struggle with comparison. So I know it was a really relevant episode and you guys are loving it. So If you haven't yet, go get caught up on those past two weeks in this series all about women and money. This week, we are going to be talking about a concept called decision debt, which is a fancy term that I like to use really for indecision. I was taught this concept by one of my coaches and mentors, Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, which is where my life coaching certification is through. And I remember learning about this concept, and it completely transformed my viewpoint of indecision and how detrimental it can be. And this concept has really helped me with my decision-making ability. And I really can't wait to share this with you today because to me, indecision is an area that as women, we have to get better at. We have to become more decisive in our day-to-day living because indecision, spinning in doubt, spinning in confusion, living in the land of I don't know, it is so costly. Brian Tracy says that decisiveness is a characteristic of high-performing men and women. So it really is very important. Now, like I said last week, I just want to make this disclaimer. I do want to make sure that it's clear that I understand and acknowledge that all of you might not feel like this is something that you struggle with. I will say for me personally, last week when we talked about comparison, I know for me, comparison is an area that I know I really need to work on. But when it comes to being decisive and decision-making as a skill, and yes, being decisive is a skill that you develop, I have done a lot of work here, and I really feel like this is one of my strong suits, and I've really made a lot of progress and improvement in the past couple of years. And I'm excited to share the mindset shifts that I've been able to make that has led to that transformation within me. I wanted to dedicate a week to this topic because last year, when I was in the middle of getting my life coaching certification, I coached over 100 women for free, right? I just wanted to get my reps in. And so I went on Instagram and I was like, hey, I'm working on my certification. For anyone who wants to just do a quick, free 30 minute session so that I can practice, I will coach you. 
And the response outweighed anything I ever could have imagined. And I actually ended up coaching over 100 people over a course of, I want to say it was three to four months. But part of that process was so enlightening because I will tell you that 75% of those coaching sessions was a matter of the person I was coaching being indecisive about something indecisive about whether they wanted to leave a job, leave a relationship, start a business, move to a new city. It was over and over and over again. And I remember actually saying to my husband one night after I started seeing this trend, I seriously considered becoming just a decision coach. And there are such a thing. There are coaches that literally just coach people and help people to be more decisive. There are so many of you who I know that you have a decision in your life that you are avoiding making. Maybe it is a decision to leave your job and pursue a new career. Maybe it's a decision to start the business that you've always dreamed of starting. Maybe it's a decision to hire a coach or to join a program. Maybe it's a decision to leave the city where you live now and move to a new city. Maybe it's a decision to leave a relationship that you're in, or it could be making the decision to go all in on a relationship that you're in. Our lives are simply a series of decisions that we make over and over. It's one decision followed by another, followed by another. But when we are spinning an indecision, it's almost like our life goes on pause. It's like we're in limbo. We're simply just stalled out. We're not moving forward and we're not taking any action or creating any results in our life. Indecision is costing you time. It's costing you mental and emotional energy. And it's also holding you back from making more money. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that the more decisive that you can become, the more decisions that you can make, the more money that you will earn in your lifetime. And with my primary goal being to get as much money into the hands of as many women as possible, it's important that we all learn the skills to become more decisive so that we can all make more money. So let's start off by explaining this concept of decision debt. What is decision debt? What does that mean? It's really this combination of two principles, this combination of financial debt and decision-making. So if you think about debt being defined as something that is owed, you owe money to someone. And if you think about it conceptually, that is an energy drain for most of us, right? When we owe someone something, it's kind of like this to-do in the back of your mind. And debt oftentimes really does create a huge sense of scarcity for people because it can create this idea that we are indebted to someone. We feel the emotion of obligation to someone else when we have debt. Now, I've done a past episode where I talked about how debt is neutral. You're in charge and you're in control of how you're going to think about it. That's episode 28 and 29, I believe. Go listen to those episodes. But I will say for most people, Most people do not think about debt in a neutral way. They don't realize that they even can. So for most, debt is something that is very draining. The exact same thing is happening to most of us as it applies to the decisions that we're making. When you make a decision in your life, it moves you forward, right? When you say, I'm going to do this thing, or even when you say, I'm not going to do this thing, it moves you forward to the next thing. And so I am a huge proponent of making as many decisions as you can because decisions free up our energy. They make us live a more conscious life. And if we can make our decisions ahead of time, that's even better because then we choose our life from the highest part of our brain, which is our prefrontal cortex. 
But let's talk about what happens when we don't make decisions, when we prolong decisions or we procrastinate making decisions. What happens is, is that these unmade decisions pile up as a debt of confusion, as a debt of unmade decisions that are just nagging at us in the back of our heads. And this is what happens when we say things like, oh, I'm just going to think about it for a while, or when we say very innocently, I don't know, or not yet, or maybe, or I'm confused. This is a mental construct, of course, but it's the way that you're thinking about the decision that is either wearing out your energy or it's energizing you. So for example, let's say that you've been considering going back to school or starting a business or hiring a coach, considering changing jobs, whatever it is. When you are living in this state of maybe, maybe not, I'm not sure, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't, I'll see what happens, let me just think about it. You have an open-ended decision that is in the back of your mind that is perpetuating this sense of energy required from your brain to think about it and think about it and think about it, but there's no forward momentum in your life. And this is a really important thing to consider when you're thinking about your brain, because I like to think about the brain as being limited in the sense that it only has so much energy that it can utilize throughout the day. And you need to think about what do I want to be using my brain energy on? If you have a limited amount of energy, what do you want to spend it on? Do you want your brain to be reconsidering the same decision over and over and over again? Or would you rather have it just make a decision, start taking action forward, maybe gather a little bit more decision, but ultimately you are at least producing a result? And this is why decision debt is such a problem. It's because it doesn't produce a result and all it does is it just costs us energy. All of the unmade decisions that you've made, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to change my job. I'm not sure if I'm going to move. I'm not sure if I want to sign up for that program. All of the I'm not sure's, all of the potential actions, all of the potential decisions that we could be making are just sitting in this account, just sucking energy from our brain. Each decision requires our brain to focus in and out and in and out instead of just making the decision and then removing the energy from the decision and focusing that energy on the action to then achieve the result that you're looking for. So that is the concept of decision debt, this indecisiveness in your life that is just costing you so much. It is sucking up so much of your mental energy, and honestly, it's holding you back from creating any result in your life. I think that indecision is such a burden. It is so freaking exhausting. It's heavy. It's frustrating, right? So I want to give you five things to consider about indecision and about decision debt that I think is going to help you reframe the way you think about decision making, which in turn, I hope will help you become more decisive. The first point is that this process starts by you identifying as a decisive person. I always tell you guys that your self-concept, your self-identity that you have about yourself is so critical, and it is always where you have to start. So do you identify as a decisive person, or are you someone, which I have heard so many of you say to me in coaching sessions, you say, oh, I'm just so indecisive. And we say that about ourselves very innocently, but that self-belief is so destructive. 
I'm going to give you very similar advice that I gave you in the discipline episode, which is this. Decisiveness is not a genetic personality trait. Like discipline, it is a muscle that you practice and build and develop over time. And the more decisions that you make, the better that you will become at decision making. But this process starts by intentionally deciding that you are a decisive person, adopting that self-concept about yourself. I really want you to think about what the benefit is to you as identifying as an indecisive person. To me, there really is no benefit to you of identifying as an indecisive person. Because when you believe that you were indecisive, you will be indecisive. What you believe about yourself, you make true in your own life. And I'm always telling you guys this, what you believe we create in our lives. You believe money is hard, you're going to make money hard. You believe that you're undisciplined, you're going to be undisciplined. When you believe that you're indecisive, you will be indecisive. So step one is saying and deciding that I am a decisive person. I love making decisions. Decisions provide information. They move me forward. They are the building blocks to create the life that I want. It's one decision after the other after the other, and I am really darn good at making decisions. All right, that is step one, evaluating your self-concept and identity in this area, deciding that you are a decisive person. The second part to this is reframing the way that we think about decisions. Now, this is big, all right? I'm going to completely change the game for you on this one. Are you ready? I want you to think about what is the reason why we leave decisions unmade? What is the reason why we let our decision debt consume so much of our energy? And the reason why is because our beliefs and our constructs around decision-making are simply flawed. We have this belief system that there are right and wrong decisions. We also have a belief system that we should be making the right decision, right? I hear this so much. We think that making decisions is kind of like a coin toss, right? Like there's a right choice and there's a wrong choice. But this isn't like betting in Vegas on your life, right? There's no wheel that's going to spin that's going to say whether you're a winner or you're not a winner. But this is how so many of us make our decisions, right? Like, oh boy, I hope I make the right decision. I hope I pick the right path. We act like that somewhere there is like this decision God that is just looking down on us being like, Paige, you must choose the right decision. You must pick the right path. And then once we make the decision, it's like we're going to get struck down and it's like, boom, either you were right or you were wrong. That's how a lot of us act. But I want you to consider for a second, what actually makes something the right decision or the wrong decision? When somebody asked me this question, I was like, huh, what even determines if a decision was the right or the wrong choice? My answer to that question is that for most of us, we have expectations And typically what we do is we say, okay, if the outcome of this decision aligns with my expectations, then it was the right choice. And if it doesn't align with my expectations, then it was the wrong choice. But again, that also is so flawed because it's like, what do we know? There could be a decision that you could make where the outcome actually doesn't align with your initial expectations. But with time and with hindsight, you can look back and you can say, oh, you know what? That outcome was actually so much better than anything that I had imagined. But here's the shift that I want you to make. 
The reality is there is no decision God that's going to rain down on your decision once you've made the decision, but there is you. And you are the only one that is in control of whether something was the right or wrong decision. I want to say this one more time. This is key. I want you to take this away. You are the one that is in control of whether something is the right or the wrong decision. Think about it this way. In our model, the CTFAR, the decision that you make, the path that you choose is a neutral circumstance. It goes in the circumstance line of our model. And whenever we have a neutral circumstance, it is a flag to me and my brain to go, oh, okay, I am actually then the one in control over how I'm going to think about this, how I'm going to interpret it and perceive it because it's a neutral circumstance. And for me, when it comes to making decisions, here's how I do that. I make a decision and then I just intentionally decide that it was the right decision. Even if I don't have any further information yet, I just decide and I just tell myself I made the right choice. I cannot tell you how liberating and how empowering that is just to gift yourself that level of authority and power over your life. So many of you are making decisions like it's a coin toss, like your life is just up to fate and chance, like it's just a coin toss. You act like someone is tossing the coin and you're calling heads or tails when the coin is in the air. And then there's like that moment where the coin is coming down and you're like, ah, I hope it lands on what I called. And it was a major light bulb, life altering moment for me when I came to the realization that it's not the circumstances of the world, the things happening outside of me that are in control of whether or not something was the right decision or it wasn't. I am the one who is actually in control of that by how I choose to think about the decision that I made. Me, I have that power. And you have that power. And going back to our coin toss analogy, this is like the equivalent of not having to pick the heads or the tails until you've tossed the coin and you already know what it lands on. It is absolutely possible with any decision that you make to make the decision and then just decide that you made the right decision. You don't have to give your power and your energy away to the circumstances of the world that you don't have any level of control over. You can gain that power back. And this is how you do it. So to wrap up this second point, here's what I want you to take from this one. You are going to make a choice or a decision. You're going to do the thing. You're going to not do the thing. You're going to make the move, not make the move, whatever. And then based on that decision, there's going to be a series of actions that will yield a result. And that result is either going to align or it's not going to align with your expectations of what was going to happen going into the situation. And if it does align, great. But even if it doesn't, so what? That's great as well. I guarantee you that you learned something, right? You gathered more information and more experience that you can take to the next step and move to the next phase. And if that is the reality, then just decide ahead of time that whatever decision you made was the right one. When you can do that, it makes decision making so much easier. When you know you have your own back and when you know, yeah, like whatever I decide, it's the right decision. And go from there, it's so empowering. Okay, here's the third point I want to make about decision making. This one is big as well. You do not need all the information to make a decision. Here's what I see so often with us women in particular. We have to be fully prepared. 
We have to have all the info. We have to have all the conversations, get every viewpoint, every perspective, weigh all the options. And we cannot move forward or make a decision until we have 100% of the information. We think that the process goes, gather all the info, make decision. But this belief is also flawed because in almost all situations, you will never be able to gather all of the information that you're seeking and that you're waiting for before you make a decision because what often happens is, is that the information, the clarity, the insight, it actually doesn't come until you've made the decision and you start moving forward. So almost always, it's instead gather some of the info, make decision, gather more information after you've made the decision, course correct, gather more info, keep course correcting as necessary until you're able to create the result that you want. So often people wait for the clarity to come and then they make the decision. But the catch-22 is that often the clarity or 100% of the clarity doesn't come until after you've made the decision. And I want you to know that a decision, no matter if it's the right or wrong, and I'm doing quotes as I'm saying that because really you can just decide ahead of time that it's the right one, but any decision gets you into motion. Action moves you forward and then the action is what gives you clarity. I actually heard on another podcast that I was listening to that Amazon, the company Amazon, their culture and their internal decision-making process is actually governed by a rule that says that once you have 70% of the information that you need, make a decision and move forward. Because then the other 30% of the information and clarity that you're looking for will actually come from the outcome of the decision that you've made. And if you wait to have 100% of the information before making the decision, you're actually just going to be stalled out your entire life. You won't be making decisions because you'll never have all the information ahead of time. It's just not the way that it works. And we know that it doesn't. But for some reason, I see so many women just waiting for 100% clarity. And I want you to know it's not coming, at least not all of it. Gather the information that you can. Know that you will never have all of it. Make a decision, though, off of what you have and then course correct along the way. So much growth and learning comes out of just doing that, but very little is going to come out of spinning an indecision. When you spin an indecision, what you're doing is you are perpetuating this holding pattern of a life, which keeps you in decision debt and perpetuates the idea that you are actually doing something by waiting to decide when really all you're doing is procrastinating. Okay, so that's the third point. You're never going to have all the info. Stop waiting for it. 100% of the information and clarity comes after you've made the decision. The fourth point I want to make is that it's going to be uncomfortable either way. All right, I'm going to repeat that again. It's going to be uncomfortable either way. Decisions, and specifically making decisions about the future, bring uncertainty. And remember that your brain hates uncertainty. It is its least favorite thing. So making decisions is very uncomfortable to our brains. Your caveman brain is wired to do what feels good, and it's wired to avoid what feels bad and to also be as efficient as possible and to conserve energy because that is what is most helpful for survival. Don't ever forget that your lizard brain is just living within that motivational triad. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, be efficient. Now, not only do decisions bring uncertainty, but they also bring action, forward motion, growth, which sounds really nice and really pretty, but again, doesn't feel good to our brains. 
We don't want to make decisions because many of us subconsciously know that once we make the decision, that action is going to be required of us. Risky action, right? That's going to make us uncomfortable in a lot of cases. And so instead, we just prefer to sit in a world of decision debt, sit in a world of scarcity and the discomfort of that versus making the decision that's going to require energy and failure and an outcome that possibly doesn't align with our expectations. And I love reminding my clients, I'm like, listen, you're going to be uncomfortable either way. So if you're going to be uncomfortable either way, you might as well get the result that you want. Indecision is uncomfortable, but making decisions is also uncomfortable. But one is going to get you the result that you want, and one is going to perpetuate a result that you don't want. When you don't make decisions, you don't go anywhere. Being indecisive feels so much safer to us than being decisive, and so we just stay there. But it's actually the most unsafe thing that you can do when it comes to creating your dream life. You learn nothing by not deciding. You simply just stay stuck. And I don't want you staying stuck. I want you moving forward and learning and expanding. That is what I want for you because guess what? That is where the money is. Money is energy, and money is going to be attracted to energy that is moving and flowing and vibrating, not energy that is slow and stagnant and not moving. So if you find yourself being like, oh gosh, I don't want to make a decision. This is really uncomfortable. It's going to be really scary. Remind yourself, it's going to be uncomfortable either way. So let me choose the discomfort that's at least going to give me the result that I want. All right, the fifth and final point that I want to offer you in this episode is just to take the pressure off. Take a deep breath. I just like to remind myself that there are very few decisions in life that are irreversible. Even most big decisions that I've made in my life, like moving to a new city or starting a new job, you can always remake the decision if you want or make a new decision. Our brain And remember, your brain is wired and designed to protect you and keep you safe. Your brain wants you to think that your decisions are final, that they are absolute, that they are irreversible, because of course, that type of thinking will keep you doing what you've always done and making the same decisions that you've always made over and over and over, which is what your lizard brain wants you to do. But that's actually not really the truth, right? Your brain is trying to trick you. Because when I think about all the big decisions that I've made in my life, deciding where to go to college, deciding where to work right out of school, deciding to leave a job, deciding to move to Michigan with Ryan, deciding to marry Ryan, deciding to become a life coach, these huge life-altering moments, if I wanted to remake any of those decisions, I could have. So let's take the pressure off of ourselves, shall we? Here is the energy that I want you to be making decisions from and that I love making decisions from. Saying that either way, I'm going to have an amazing life. Either way, I know that I'm going to be happy because I'm in charge of my happiness. My happiness is created by my thoughts, not by the circumstances of my world that are going to appear as a result of this decision. So either way, it's the right decision, like I said, because I get to decide that it is. So when I believe that, then which option do I choose? And it clears it up right away. Because all of the garbage about you needing to be right and needing to be good and trying to make the decision that's going to make you happiest, it's all off the table. And then what I can do is I can really just tap into what I want. 
I believe that it's all going to be amazing. I believe that I'm going to be happy. I believe that I'm going to be safe. And so with that, what do I want and what do I choose? So that's the fifth point. Take the pressure off. Know that almost any decision that you make in life is not irreversible. You can always remake the decision and make it from a positive energy of, it's all going to turn out amazing. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be safe. And from there, what do I choose? What do I want? I actually, I don't have this written down in my notes, but I feel compelled to share it with you as I'm recording this. I want to just give you one more tip. This is a bonus tip. Always give yourself a timeline when it comes to decision-making. When you put a timeline on your decision-making process, you put a constraint in your life where you say, I'm not going to allow myself to spin an indecision any longer than X. I will have made a decision about this by a certain date. And I actually do this with my clients. When somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, I want to coach with you, and we hop on a consult, and after they have all of the information, this is what I tell them. I say, listen, you have all of the information now. I've answered all of your questions. And with that, I'm going to give you 72 hours to give me a yes or to give me a no. And I am not doing this for my benefit. I am not doing this to pressure you. I am actually doing this to give you the gift of having to make a decision, of having to either be in or out. I do not want this decision of you working with me to have to add to the decision debt that is already in your brain, probably, about all the other decisions that you have to make. So with my clients, I do this. I tell them, listen, you have to let me know within 72 hours a yes or a no. Me as the coach, I am not attached to the answer. I am not attached to the outcome. But I do say I want you to give me a response because, again, I don't want this to be adding to the decision debt in your own brain. So with any decision, it's not like you have to rush into it or make a rash decision. Your timeline could be a week. It could be a month. It could be six months. It could be a year. But give yourself a timeline that's appropriate for the magnitude of the decision that you're making to say, by X date or within a certain period of time, I will have made a decision on this and then stick to that timeline. So that's all I have for you. Let's recap what we've covered in this episode because it is a lot. We have been fast and furious here. First, decide ahead of time that you are decisive. Do not identify as an undecisive person because when you do, you will be an undecisive person. Second, decide ahead of time that it is the right decision, whatever it is that you choose. Give yourself that power. Even if the outcome does not align with your expectations, it's still a win in my book because any decision is 100 times better than no decision at all. Third, you're never going to have all of the information. You don't have to wait until you have all of the insight and clarity because you're probably not going to have it until you actually make the decision and start moving forward and taking action and gathering more information. If you only have 50%, 70% of the info, that is enough to make an informed decision and then the rest will come as time unfolds. Fourth, it's going to be uncomfortable either way. You can be uncomfortable in indecision and spin in the decision debt or you can be uncomfortable because you're taking action and moving forward. You're going to be uncomfortable either way, so you might as well choose the discomfort that's going to help you get the result that you want. Fifth, take the pressure off. What is the decision that you make from knowing that it's all going to work out, from knowing that you're going to be happy and safe and successful? 
If you predict a storm, that's what you're going to create. But if you predict success, that's also what you're going to create. So make your decisions out of that energy and remind yourself that very few decisions in life are irreversible and cannot be changed. Sixth, always make sure that you put a timeline to make the decision so that you never spin in decision debt for too long. All right? So those are the six points I have for you. And I'm going to leave you with this this week. Decide to want what is or decide to change it, right? Like don't live in the middle of decision debt. It's not serving you. So many of you are doing this and so many of you aren't deciding to live your biggest version of your life because you are putting your life on hold within decision debt. I want you to decide ahead of time what you want for your life. Plan on it, increase your consciousness, and then go live into your biggest decisions. Live into the delayed gratification decisions that you've made in order to live the biggest version of your life. Making decisions ahead of time is our privilege as a human to do that. We are the only beings on planet Earth that have a prefrontal cortex where we can actually do that. And so when you delay or when you don't make decisions, all you're doing is building up decision debt and you're not serving yourself at the highest form of your life. That is what I have for you this week. I sincerely hope that it helped you. It's challenging you to think about indecision and the decision-making process in an entirely new way. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't be shy about sharing it with other women in your life who you know could benefit from this message. Share it on your stories. Tag me at The Purposeful Penny. Like I always ask, if you got a lot of value from this episode and you have not yet, Please take two minutes, leave a review of the show on iTunes. It really just helps the show gain traction and visibility. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday. We're going to be continuing our Women and Money series. And next week, we are actually going to be talking about people pleasing. I know, that is a big one. Us women, we are big people pleasers. So we're going to be talking about people pleasing next week. Make sure you tune into that. I love you all so very much. Have a fantastic week. I will see you next Tuesday. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.